every season for Where Should We Begin, I receive thousands of applicants. And one of the most frustrating things is that I'm only going to be able to see 10 couples. And I've been grappling with this. How can I connect with more of you? There are so many powerful questions, so many pain points that I would like to be able to at least address with you, even if shortly. So this series is going to be different. It's you calling me with a very precise question, with your pain point, me calling you back, and together we think out loud. And we go from where should we begin to where can you start? Hi, I'm Johanna Ferreira, content director of Pop Sugar Juntos. Juntos is all about celebrating Latin A culture, pride, our many intersectional identities, and joy. Thanks to support from Prime, there's so much to get into over at Juntos this month. From conversations with the Latin A minds behind our favorite new movies and resurrected TV shows, to thoughtful celebrity commentary, and exclusive interviews with some of the biggest Latin music artists today. And it doesn't stop there. Get more of the music, movies, and shopping you love on Prime. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more of whatever you're into from streaming to shopping. And get all of our latest coverage at PopSugar.com slash Juntos. Con amor, Johanna. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, it's Esther. Hi. Yes, hi, hi. How are you? I'm good. Um, I can't believe I'm speaking with you. I feel so lucky. Hey, here we are. And uh, you have a question for me. How can I help you? The question, I suppose, is what do I do when I see my best friend betraying herself and I know it doesn't bother her. Does that make sense? Yes, but I, I, the interesting thing in your question is that it, half of it is a question and half of it is an opinion. Yeah, I'm very opinionated, which is part of my problem, I think. <laughs> um, and what is the issue, first of all? <laughs> I think the main issue is just in the past year, you know, like after landing herself in this position where I think she's been quite lonely, she's met someone and kind of rushed through all of these phases of life, meeting someone, getting engaged, moving in, getting a dog, arranging a wedding, needing to get pregnant straight away. And all along the way, I'm not seeing any indication that there's space for her. But when we have conversations about these decisions that she's making and why she's making these decisions and, you know, what she wants to do, 
I'm concerned that I see a lot of accommodating for other people and that there aren't those moments where I, I see her, who she is, what she's all about, what she wants. And you've said as much to her. It's tough with her. She's more stubborn than I am. <laughs> and uh, one of these people that in the past, you know, because this isn't the first time yeah. things like this have come up mm-hmm. in our relationship. If you kind of clearly bring her up on this stuff and you say, I'm really concerned about this. Are you sure that this is the right choice? Are you sure that this is your choice? How is this serving you? Those are the things that tend to propel her even further into whatever it is that's going on. (laughs) Yeah, because your question is actually asking her to affirm her choice and to convince her that it's the right choice, but that's the way you ask it. You know, you could also ask her or what you just said, you know, this has been a very rough year for you and you have felt very lonely and I am far away and many of the other people that you wished were there or that you would hope to count on haven't been there for you. Tell me, how important has he or they, if it's his family included, been for you? Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's almost like she's kind of closed in on that conversation, if that makes sense. Because? Well, she calls me and she'll kind of preempt it in a way. Like, I feel like she knows what I'm going to ask her. (laughs) Because you're not asking. Mm. You're not really asking questions. Your questions are disguised judgments with a question mark at the end. Mm. You're not really asking her. So she anticipates judgment and criticism from you. And she comes in, you know, defended. And the more you tell her that she doesn't seem to know what she's doing, and the more she will tell you that she does, and the more she will justify herself, and the more you will think that she's unhinged. Yeah, actually, that's that's it right on the head. So what if you turned around a moment and changed course and actually did something that was very different? And you could even start by saying, I think I have been quite judgmental. I've been so surprised and so not convinced that I have not really asked you, but I have basically told you. Mm. But really, imagine that you actually became deeply curious and interested in understanding rather than in wanting her to understand why you think this is not a good idea. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. You're going to go to the wedding? I am, yeah. I'm nervous about it, obviously. But I I need to be there with her in person, mm-hmm. I think. I think part of the problem as well is just the time difference and uh, video calls. Like, you don't really get a complete story there. And I think it's easy for all of this to feel so abstract and just for us to be reminded about, I guess, why that friendship matters. Are you afraid to lose her? Terrified. Mm -hmm. And have you said that? And maybe that is not just because of who she's marrying, but just the simple fact that she's moving into a new life stage 
she seems to be entering a whole family, which you always thought you were her family. And it's complicated by the fact that you don't particularly think that she's making a choice that you are fond of. But um, you don't fully understand the choice. I'm not talking about his values and their lifestyle and all of that. I'm talking about her loneliness, her sense of loss that she felt during this year and how she chose to respond to it. And you haven't said to her, I'm just afraid to lose you. Yeah, exactly. And I think I think part of it is just related to um, about nine years ago, my dad just up and left and he changed completely, completely. And he changed his life completely. And mm-hmm. uh I spoke to him for the first time on the phone in eight years, about six weeks ago. And it was like speaking to a complete stranger. And I think that's what I worry about in this is like, I recognize moments where I'm like, this isn't the person I've known my entire life. Does she know the resonance of what's happening between you and her? with what you just described with your father? No. Okay. I don't want to be like centering myself in all of this. Oh, but it would explain so much. (laughs) That's not about putting yourself at the heart of the story. That's about saying to her, I'm beginning to understand why I have reacted the way I have. Yeah. Yeah, because I think that's the thing is I'm worried now that that's what she believes is that you know that I'm looking down my nose at her for something you know I've never expected her to ever make the same choices in life as me we never have made the same choices we've led very different lives in many ways but yeah like I'm, I'm not sure if she if she would arrive at that conclusion I guess it's just it never feels like the right time does it to ever bring up something like that write it to her write it because then she'll read it when it's a good moment does that appeal to you yeah it's um (laughs) i guess it's one of those things i wouldn't have ever thought about really i think to write or to say those things i think to write it just because that was like something that my my dad had tried doing with us initially and it always used to frustrate us because we were just like, just talk to us, you know, like, we'll hear you, but, you know, we want to be in the same room. We want to have a dialogue. When you spoke to him, were you able to tell him any of that? Um, not since, like, the first year that he did. Um he made it pretty clear that the only way that we were going to have any semblance of a relationship is if he could involve his new wife in everything, which none of us felt really prepared for. And that's what you're also seeing in your friend's husband? Um... I will never see her alone. I'm going to have to deal with him all the time. 
I'm a little bit worried about it. Um, and I am concerned that just because of the boundaries that they have in their own relationship about the things that they can and can't talk about what's on limits, what's off limits. I worry that that's going to start kind of seeping into my relationship with her. And in some respects, it already has. Specifically, give me, give me an example. Um, well, I guess most of it, again, comes back to, to what we discussed before, you know, like, obviously, she's kind of preempting things that she thinks I'll be judgmental of her for. I think part of it is also a lot of my passions and the work that I do is around, you know, uh, politics and social issues. And uh, I've noticed such a change in tone <laughs> between us when these things come up. And this is something that I think so much of the country is contending with right now. And because my work is centered in this area, it makes it really hard to talk about what's going on with me in my life in a lot of ways. So she's what you're hinting at is that her politics are changing and that now you're feeling like she's veering off in, in a different point of view. And therefore, if you tell her what you do, what's going to happen? Um, it feels like, you know, there's the, well, there's the other side of the story that you've not thought about, mm -hmm. that you've not considered. Um, you know, the media uh, is sensationalizing this kind of stuff and, you know, just kind of these more kind of bold claims that I don't really agree with, but also like having a background in media, you know, I trust my sources and the work that I do. And so it's, it's a bit awkward. So there's a few thoughts I have, right? The first is the friendship itself and tension that has increased between the two of you because Each of you feels judged by the other. So there, I do think that just telling her about where you're coming from, how you understand the way that you have reacted toward her is not a way of putting yourself in the center, but is actually a way of, you know, giving a, 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 an understanding about why you became so harsh and why fear got masked into judgment. But then... The second thing is, you're not uh, marrying this man. And so you don't know where he came into her heart, into her life, into her loneliness this year. And him, his family, what they have done for her, who they have been for her, how they received her. And those things are not about politics. You know, if you want to stay her friend on some fundamental level, you will have to be able to develop a relationship that is about the curiosity around the difference rather than about the complicity around the similarities. If you think that he's harmful, if you think that this is a threatening, dangerous situation, if you think any of those things, that's a different conversation. But I don't hear that. And stop me if I miss something. No, I, I don't think he... that is at all, you know, his agenda. I don't think that is what's occurring. It's just more the the kind of like emotional distance that's being created in a way. 
you know, part of what you're dealing with is a childhood friendship that is wondering if it will be able to become also an adult friendship. Yeah, yeah. And I guess that's the thing is like, I think both of us have always had this vision of us like being like old ladies, like walking down the beach together with like, I don't know, like fur coats on or whatever. (laughs) But you need norms for that friendship. And the norms may be shared interests, shared values, shared activities, shared community, or it may be you know, a deep sense of care. I'm here for you no matter what, wherever you are and whatever you do, even though we will be, we may find ourselves in completely different worlds. There are different kinds of best friends. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think of ourselves as being the latter and I think she does as well. It's just, it's just been such a weird year. Tell her what you're telling me. What's happened to us? Uh, And I'm going to come and I want to make sure that we reconnect and not we're hanging by a thread. Does that give you some clues? Oh, definitely. Wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Esther. You're welcome. I really appreciate it. Okay. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Bye. Next time on Where Should We Begin? Like I said, I've looked up to you for so long. For a while, I, I didn't know like I had any value like in that <laughs> in that uh, in that chain in that chain. And I and I think there was a period where there was definitely the jabs where it was like, oh, I actually don't need you either. You know what? I'm cool. And and was hoping that like me doing that would elicit some sort of reaction of oh whoa 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 like what about us? So many deep powerful questions that surround this unique relationship called my best friend. You're my favorite person to like take on the world with. I I realize and recognize it now. Like when I said I want us to be lifelong friends because I want you to be in my life, like in my life, not like checking in here and there, but like, you know, be best friends. And that's what these two young men came to explore with me. Actually, that's what they came to explore with each other. They just needed a space where they could talk and realize how much they had shared, but also how much they had never spoken. Next time on Where Should We Begin? Support for Where Should We Begin comes from Masterclass. Masterclass offers classes from over 180 world-class instructors. Frank Gehry can teach you about his unconventional approach to design and architecture. Margaret Atwood can help you develop your eye for story. Or you can take my own course. My class is about relational intelligence, how you connect with others, how you improve your communication skills, develop more empathy, build better boundaries, and find clearer resolution for conflict. Right now, you will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash begin. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash begin. Masterclass.com slash begin.